to the morning after on Sports Grid. You're listening on Sirius XM Channel 204. I'm your host, Ariel Epstein, taking you through the next three hours here on the grid. I don't even know how to put this day into words, but uh, this being my last show here on Sports Grid is just like, I don't even know. I'm sitting here with my like morning after mug. It was one of my favorite investments that I ever made into the show. And there's just been so much that's gone on over the last couple of years. From the show starting out as just all over the place, absolutely no idea what was going to be thrown at me while coming on air, to now having all of these different segments, these amazing guests. It's just been such a wild ride. And aside for right now and until Bet Do Us Part, I just want it to be normal because if it's not a normal three-hour show, I will probably start crying. My co-host, Ben Stevens, joining me now. Ben, I'm so glad to have had these last final months with you as my co-host, and I know that for the next three hours, we're just going to continue to bring in the cash, make our viewers some money. That's all I really want to do. What better way to send out Ariel Epstein, the prop queen herself, than by giving out some props for Thursday night football and having our viewers have a little bit of profitability on this Thursday evening. It has been my honor and my privilege, Ariel, to be your co-host for the last couple of months here on the morning after. Everybody at SportsGrid owes you a sincere debt of gratitude for taking this show, this network, everything to the heights and the expansion it has been right now, giving everybody the edge. So thank you for that i'm excited to do these three hours with you one final rodeo let's go and let's have some fun it's gonna be a wonderful time it's pretty crazy because with today being my last day and things coming to an end last night something else came to an end and that was the st louis cardinals i was so upset i wanted to watch this cardinals team go into the wild card game on a like 24 game winning streak whatever the math would have been i can't do math on the spot anyway the cardinals were on a 17 game winning streak yesterday they were favorites to win the game and two days ago they were underdogs at home two days ago the cardinals won that game that they were underdogs yesterday they're favored and they lose they lost to the Brewers four to nothing. The Cardinals were minus one eighteen on the money or one sixteen on the money line on FanDuel. Ben, I'm, I don't, I'm what, ugh, I don't like it. I wish that they were able to go and make it into the wild card game on this win streak, but it's okay because they do clinch a playoff spot anyway. They're going to the wild card game. The National League wild card race is kind of set. Still just figuring out who that number one seed's going to be in the wild card. Listen, good things at times must come to an end. You hope that in the moment you can enjoy it all. It was the first time, Ariel, the third time since 1900, I should say, that a 17-game or more winning streak had ended in a shutout because the Cardinals were blanked yesterday by the Brewers, losing 4 nothing. But... 21 and 7 in the month of September for St. Louis. A great month to head into October baseball and the postseason. The five spots in the National League playoff picture have all been occupied. We just need to figure out the exact order, like Ariel was mentioning right there. Only four games left in this Major League Baseball regular season. It seems right now that with the Giants holding a two game lead in the NL West, they will be the top spot in the National League. Then you would go to the Milwaukee Brewers in that two spot. The winner of the NL East, which seems to be the Atlanta Braves right now with a four and a half game lead over the Phillies, who they play one final time tonight in Atlanta. That should seal the deal. They would have the three spot and then battling it out in the wild card would be the Dodgers, who have the second best record in all of baseball and the St. Louis Cardinals. And those are the only five teams listed right now, Ariel, 
on the FanDuel Sportsbook for the National League pennant. As we welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here the morning after just getting underway, it's Ben Stevens and Ariel Epstein. You're listening on Sirius XM Channel 204, the Mightier 1090 out on the West Coast. So, Ariel, the five teams listed on the FanDuel Sportsbook are the only five teams available to be in contention for that National League pennant and those odds to win that league. That is what the playoff picture looks like right now. We know the five teams. Just what exact order are we going to see here for the National League playoffs? I hate, again, that we are sitting here talking about the National League West and who's going to win it because now you've got to send the runner-up into an elimination game in the wild card. The problem for the St. Louis Cardinals, and I told you, whoever is in that wild card game in the National League, I feel bad for if they lose. The Cardinals on this epic run in September, you just hope that no one goes ice cold. You hope that the Cardinals do not just start to fade off, lose five straight games, go into the wild card game and get blown out. Then you look to someone like the Dodgers or the Giants, who have been the two best teams in baseball all year. Both of these teams have over 100 wins this season. And if one of those teams makes the wild card game and loses, I would also feel bad for one of those teams. So pretty much I shouldn't be watching the National League wild card game. I'll watch the American League because truthfully, these three, four teams that get in have had cold streaks throughout the course of the season. The Red Sox just losing to the Orioles a couple of days ago in a spot where they really needed it the most. The Seattle Mariners have been so much fun to watch, even though their fans don't decide to go watch them. And the Toronto Blue Jays and New York Yankees, this series has been great between these two teams. The Yankees making an epic comeback yesterday and still losing the game. However, the American League is fun, and whoever ends up getting out of the wild card race they're going to deserve it. It's a hard-fought battle. Whoever loses that National League wildcard, Ben, I'm just going to feel too bad for. So I'm probably just staying away because I can't have a heart in that game. It's going to be incredible, incredible baseball because the Dodgers, since the beginning of August, are also 36-12. and 12. They have been playing some great baseball. The St. Louis Cardinals, 21-7 and 7 in the month of September. They will collide in the National League wildcard game. Coming up next, we're going to break down more from around Major League Baseball. Gambling perspective, of course. Stay on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning after on Sports Grid. It is Sirius XM Channel 204 with Ben Stevens. I'm Ariel Epstein. Let's run through some NFL headlines. It is a football Thursday, Thursday night football in action tonight. And I did want to get some more of these, like, kind of figuring out who's going to be replacing injured players type stories in because this weekend we're probably going to see a few players that you picked up for your fantasy teams that you're going to try to target in the props market. And one of those is. Chubba, Chubba, Chubba Hubbard. He's probably going to be your starting running back for the Carolina Panthers. And Matt Rule, the head coach of the Panthers, said, quote, you can't replace Christian McCaffrey, but the offensive plan will be the same with Chubba Hubbard starting. Ben, what are your 
What do you think of Chubba Hubbard and like his ability to come in for Christian McCaffrey the last game? And how impressed have you been with his ability to spread this offense open and run the football? So when he came in in this past Thursday night football game against the Houston Texans, Chuba Hubbard came out there, 11 rushing attempts, 52 yards, also caught the ball three times out of the backfield for 27 yards. And I referenced both of those because, of course, Christian McCaffrey, run CMC himself, is not only so vital for the Carolina Panthers' offense on the ground, but also in the passing game. In the first two weeks of this season, Christian McCaffrey, returning from a shortened injury season last year in which he only played three games, showed how versatile he can be for this Panthers' offense. He was averaging 162 total yards in the first two games, two wins, for the Carolina Panthers. So the Panthers will look to Chuba Hubbard to do the same thing. Now, entering last year at Oklahoma State, Chuba Hubbard's final year there in Stillwater, he was one of the best running backs in all of college football. It was a disappointing 2020 for Chuba Hubbard, all things considered, in a weird year for everybody in college football in 2020. That's why I think he slid down the draft board a little bit. But when you look at what Hubbard can do for this Panthers offense, Matt Rule is right. He has some of the same characteristics as Christian McCaffrey. Now, you, of course, have to look to the Carolina Panthers quarterback in Sam Darnold, who has 888 passing yards so far through three games this season. That's an average just shy of 300. That's the ninth most in the NFL. Top 10 passer right now is Sam Darnold for the unbeaten Carolina Panthers, unbeaten against the spread as well. And Ariel, I think regardless of what happens at the running back position with Chuba Hubbard or when Christian McCaffrey might be able to return because he was not put on injured reserve they are going to look to their defense that has been one of the best defenses in all of the NFL so far this season the second best scoring defense only allowing about 10 points per game the best total defense only giving up 191 total yards to the opposing offense per game so far through three weeks and then you look at that rush defense as well the best rushing defense in the league so far for the Carolina Panthers so defense will lead the day without CMC in there but Chuba Hubbard a pretty good backup to have in that versatility I think can still shine through for this Panthers offense. Carolina getting four and a half points as road dogs at Dallas. However, the total is where my eye goes, not because I have a side in it. It's because that 50 and a half, you're trying to figure mm. out, okay, do we are we taking advantage of the terrible Dallas defense or is the Carolina defense going to let this hit the under? You're going to have to make that decision. Carolina's offense hasn't impressed me much. That's why I could see this game going under. Carolina's defense has impressed me more than Sam Darnold and connecting with his receivers against good defenses. Now, another game that is coming up this weekend is going to be the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots and Tampa Bay Buccaneers story between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, they're going to face each other for the first time since Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. However, there's going to be one missing piece of that New England Patriots offense, and it's going to be the running back, James White. James White is going to undergo, uh, he's going on the IR. He's going to, I think, get surgery on his hip, and it's a season-ending injury. So he's going to be missing this game, and he's going to be out for the rest of the year. Ben, what does it mean to the Patriots to be losing James White? Well, it will be a little bit sentimental, maybe, for James White, because if you remember Super Bowl 51, that heroic comeback against the Atlanta Falcons, 28-3, leave your jokes at the table, Tom Brady ended up winning Super Bowl MVP, but he pretty much gave the award to James White, who was huge in that game. So that partnership, obviously, not going to happen for the New England Patriots this week, but it might be a little bit more sentimental for James White that he can't compete against his former quarterback. When you look at James White so far this year, only 10 carries, 
38 rushing yards so far this season. But in the passing game, which was so vital not only as Super Bowl 51, but really where James White adds a dimension to this Patriots offense, 12 grabs already this year for 94 yards, tied for the fourth most targets on the New England Patriots. And the Pats' offense has not been very good, Ariel. The seventh worst scoring offense in the league right now, only averaging 18 points per game. The sixth worst offense when it comes to yards per play less than five yards per play showing the Patriots offense under their new rookie QB and Mac Jones not exactly explosive so far New England unsurprisingly then all three of their games have hit to the under so now you look to the other side their team total for this game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is 20 it's a little bit interesting because you have the Bucks defense that has not been very good this year the sixth worst scoring defense but the Patriots aren't really scoring a whole heck of a lot. They only really eclipsed the 20 mark against the Jets, and that was more so because they turned Zach Wilson over four times and probably should have won that game by more than they did week number two. So not having James White, another hiccup for this offense that has been struggling a little bit, but points on the board and really move the football in explosive and creative ways with the rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. Obviously, the big story, though, at Foxborough on Sunday night, Tom's return, the Bucks favored by seven at the moment on FanDuel. Crazy. This line was Bucks minus five and a half already moved to minus seven. Interested to see if it gets to a minus seven and a half. There was a storyline developing on the Buccaneers side. I did not realize that Tom Brady was the one that recruited Richard Sherman to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This being announced by Rick Stroud, NFL Stroud on Twitter. He said that Tom Brady's recruitment of Richard Sherman lands another all decade player. Quote, Sherman said, Tom actually called. And once he calls, you've either got to come or you're going to regret not coming. That was from Richard Sherman. He also said it was, quote, an opportunity I could not pass up. These were two rivals in a Super Bowl game. Ben, hearing that Tom Brady recruited Richard Sherman, what does that tell you about, one, his confidence in his defense right now, and two, just the impact he has on players around the league? I mean, if Tom Brady gives you a phone call, you pick up, and then you probably do what Tom Brady says to do. And for Richard Sherman, the guy who only played in five games last year toward the tail end of his career, to now be a part of the reigning Super Bowl champions who have aspirations, of course, of getting back there and winning an NFC crown and getting back to another Super Bowl this year in Los Angeles, why not for Richard Sherman? And they need help, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do, especially defensively. The seventh-best scoring offense in the league a year ago. Now, the sixth-worst, like I said, allowing their opponents to rack up 29.3 points per game so far. And it's the worst secondary in all of football at the moment, allowing the most passing yards to their opponents so far this year, nearly 340 a game. And teams are throwing on the Bucks, trying to take advantage of that, nearly averaging 48 and a half passing attempts per game against this Tampa Bay defense, specifically that secondary. So Tom knows his secondary needs help. They could use that veteran experience of Richard Sherman. And I guess it's just another piece to the puzzle. And when Tom calls and says, hey, Sherm, I know we've had our battles in the past, but would love to have you in Tampa. The sun is shining down here in Florida. Why not for Richard Sherman? If Tom calls, you listen and generally do what he has to say. We're not going to probably see Richard Sherman this week. Next week may even be kind of close. However, they do say a one to two week window for Richard Sherman to get out there on the field in game action. One more note in the NFL, the Oakland, or wow, I can't believe I said Oakland. The Vegas Raiders are losing a key defensive player this week, and it's going to be Gerald McCoy. Now, Gerald McCoy suspended six games for performance enhancing substance violation. McCoy's a huge, a huge piece of this Vegas defense, Ben. So to be losing him for a Vegas defense, 
defense that's going to have to face a really tough division with the Kansas City Chiefs, the Los Angeles Chargers. How much is this going to impact the Vegas Raiders? Not really anything in the immediate because Gerald McCoy was on the injured reserve list before this suspension dropped. But later in the year against these tough divisional foes, they have a tough divisional foe, Ariel, on Monday night. That spread, by the way, already moved. It was Chargers minus three and a half. It's now down to just that field goal number at three for Monday night between the Raiders and Chargers. Keep an eye on that spread. A lot of movement between the three and the three and a half for Vegas and L.A. Coming up next, Major League Baseball. Stay right here on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Morning after on Sports Grid, it is Sirius XM Channel 204 with Ben Stevens. I'm Ariel Epstein. The National League race for the West is going to continue to heat up throughout the next few days. Both teams continue to win. Yesterday, I said on the show, if you parlayed the money lines between the Dodgers and Padres, it was around minus 121 on FanDuel. These two teams just won't lose. The Dodgers have won three straight. The Giants have won five straight. The San Francisco Giants beat the Arizona Diamondbacks yesterday 6-4 to as heavy home favorites. The Dodgers beat the Padres 2-1 as heavy home favorites. The Giants' magic number for clinching the NL West is 4 with 5 games to go. More suspense to come. Baseball at its best. Ben, this really is baseball at its best. No one wants to be in a winner-take-all wildcard game. This means a lot to both teams, and the Dodgers cannot find a way to gain ground on the Giants, who have 104 wins this year. Ariel, it's the same old story, really. The San Francisco Giants win, so do the Dodgers, so nothing really changes in terms of the game separation in the National League West. And when you look at the divisional odds, we have seen a change on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The Giants' odds getting longer and longer by the day, which makes sense because the games that are remaining get shorter and shorter by the day. Only four games left in this Major League Baseball season. The Giants' magic number to clinch the National League West is now down to three. They have taken the first two games of the series against the Arizona Diamondbacks like they did last night. The D-backs now, by the way, 20 and 6 away from Phoenix, 20 and 60, excuse me, away from Phoenix, the worst road record in all of Major League Baseball. So the Giants holding a two game lead, and their odds have never been longer to win the National League West right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook. San Francisco area, are you ready for this? Minus 800 to win the National League West right now with only four games left in this Major League Baseball season. The Dodgers are plus. 500. So the Giants minus 800, the Dodgers plus 500. It is the only divisional market still left up on the FanDuel Sportsbook. 
Yeah, they took that NL East market down when the Braves got to minus 1050. Everyone else is pretty much sealed up in the divisions. Tampa Bay just clinched the number one spot yesterday, too. And the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, they did end up beating Houston. And I, I think it was Houston, right? I, I'm all over the place mm-hmm. today. Uh, yeah, Houston, 7 to nothing. And the Rays were about plus 115 on the money line to do so because they were on the road in Houston. And now getting that win clinches that number one overall seed. So the thing that's crazy about this week is even though the divisions in the American League were all figured out, they were still figuring out who the number one seed was going to be. The wild card's going to be crazy. That one's going to be a rush to the finish because all four of those teams are within a game of each other. The Yankees, the Red Sox, the Jays, and the Seattle Mariners. Everything else is locked up in the American League when it comes to divisions. The National League, not so much with that NL West. I do want to move into the American League update. You see it here on the screen. The Yankees are 90-68. and 68. They have a one-game lead into the first-place spot of the wild card, which means that they would host if the season ended today. The Boston Red Sox have the second wild card spot. Yet the Seattle Mariners and the Toronto Blue Jays are still one game back of the Red Sox, with the Yankees and Jays still playing tonight. One more game to go. It is split the series at one apiece, Ben. We need some make playoff odds up once again on the FanDuel Sportsbook for the American League. We know the five teams that will be a part of the NL playoff race, but we need the teams for the American League to have some odds for the make-miss playoff numbers right now because it is fascinating stuff. I think that graphic was after Toronto's win, which did not take into account the late-night game out in the Pacific Northwest. The Mariners winning again. They have won four straight, nine of their last ten, so they are only a half game behind the Boston Red Sox. And the Blue Jays, one full game behind the Red Sox as well, who only trail the Yankees by a game for the top spot in the American League wildcard. So we have four teams competing for two spots with four games left in this Major League Baseball season. It is incredibly fascinating theater right now in the American League playoff race in Major League Baseball. So no make-miss playoff odds currently up on the FanDuel Sportsbook, although I do hope we get those. So what can we do? We have to look at the American League pennant odds in those four teams we are talking about. The Yankees right now, plus 700. Just yesterday, 24 hours ago, they were plus 600 so one buck longer than they were yesterday the Red Sox are 10 to 1 the same odds as yesterday the Blue Jays went from 16 to 1 to 15 to 1 a dollar shorter the Seattle Mariners who the FanDuel Sportsbook does not have a lot of faith in right now despite winning four straight games in nine of their last 10 and trying to make the postseason for the first time in 20 years only a half game behind the Red Sox their odds substantially longer than those three teams from the American League East they are 30 to 1 to win the AL pennant right now they were 46 to 1 just 24 hours ago so their odds are moving by a lot certainly in their favor but still much longer odds than even the Blue Jays who are behind the Mariners in the American League wildcard race at the moment Seattle only a half game behind Boston Toronto a full game behind the Red Sox who currently occupy that second and final AL wildcard spot Let's talk about that crazy game yesterday with the Yankees and Blue Jays. The Yankees were un- were favored in the game at minus 116. The Jays home dogs at minus 102. Slight home dogs. This total was eight. Ben, yesterday we thought this game was going to stay under. And at first it really looked it because the Yankees were down by four runs. The Yankees make this epic comeback. They tie the game up at five. And then the Yankees end up losing 6-5 to five to Toronto. They just couldn't get that extra run later on in the game. 
when it comes to the Yankees and Jays just dueling this out, Ben, this series really could be what it comes down to. Whoever wins tonight, where the Yankees are road dogs because it's Robbie Ray, the American League Cy Young leader right now, especially in the odds, he's favored. With Robbie Ray on the mound, the Jays are favored at home. Whoever wins this game could potentially be that deciding factor for who's going to be one of those two teams in. Yeah, Ariel, that was the feeling entering this series in Toronto between the Blue Jays and the Yankees. The winner of this series, whoever took two or three games or maybe even a possible sweep, but at this point, the rubber match tonight up in the Great White North, I thought would have one of the two spots in the American League wildcard game. There is still a lot to be had, obviously, another series, but the Blue Jays play the Orioles. The Yankees have the Rays, but the Rays have already clinched the top spot in the American League. How much are they going to be playing their best players for that finale, the regular season finale for both of these teams? Looking back on last night, a great pitching matchup. That's why we thought the total might stay under that number of eight, but it was Jose Barrios and Garrett Cole. Barrios slightly outdueling Garrett Cole, went six innings, gave up four hits, allowing three earned runs, seven strikeouts over his K-prop number. Meanwhile, Garrett Cole went six innings as well, nine hits, five earned runs, only striking out six. So Jose Barrios slightly winning that. Bo Bichette's second home run of the game, the game-winning home run in the eighth after the Yankees came back to tie it up. Marcus Simeon, by the way, leading off the game with a two-run home run for the Blue Jays in that first inning. So Marcus Simeon now 44 home runs this year, the most ever by a second baseman in a single season in Major League Baseball history. So tonight's game is incredibly, incredibly important for that American League wildcard race. Again, the Blue Jays get the Orioles after this. The Yankees play the Rays, but Tampa has already clinched that top spot. So how exactly motivated will the Rays be? They could control Ariel, maybe one of those two teams that plays in the American League wildcard game. The Rays will see the winner of that AL wildcard game in the divisional series a couple days from now. Yeah, it's crazy to think that this American League Cy Young race, too, between Garrett Cole and Robbie Ray, where Robbie Ray has now become the favorite at minus 600 and Garrett Cole is at 5-1. to one. When you when you look at it based on the odds, you realize how much more ahead Robbie Ray is. Yet I was looking at Twitter yesterday, and it was about it was sports media people and people that watch sports that just aren't necessarily in the gambling space. People were saying, wow, after Garrett Cole's start yesterday, how on earth is he still in the conversation for winning the Cy Young? The odds are indicating that race it's over. Robbie Ray is on the mound tonight. If he throws a gem, well, that it really seals the deal. Yet it's still the Yankees. And I don't think Robbie Ray's losing this award. And we're gonna have Craig Mish, our MLB insider, coming up next to discuss what's gonna happen throughout the next few days. Ben, this is what makes it so difficult from a handicapping perspective. I've been saying this now for two weeks that this Yankees Tampa Bay Rays series is freaking me out to bet on. In fact, the last series of the year for anyone who's not the Dodgers or the Giants. It scares me because you're looking at teams that how much do they really care? Do the Tampa Bay Rays really care if the Yankees get in? Do the Tampa Bay Rays just say, you know what, we're going to prioritize ourselves and we're going to keep ourselves healthy and keep our pitching staff healthy and not worry about the Yankees because they have an extra game and they're going to have to throw Garrett Cole out there for their wild card game. Well, we're going to be able to rest everybody and be able to throw out and get an advantage in our week in our game one. Those are the things I'm going to. That my hunch, and maybe our MLB insider has more insight, my hunch is that Tampa Bay is not going to care about this final series with the Yanks. And that's going to be the biggest question because, again, it's like who does Tampa want to match up again? Who do they think they have an edge against in that divisional series? Could they potentially try to keep the Yankees out of the postseason depending on what happens tonight between the Blue Jays and the Yankees in that final game of a three-game set 
up in Toronto because like you mentioned Ariel Tampa Bay clinching the top spot in the American League for the second straight year doing so yesterday with a 7-0 win over the Houston Astros it is also the best record now for the Tampa Bay Rays in franchise history at 98 and 60 with four more games still awaiting this season so maybe Tampa could even eclipse that 100 win mark it's going to be very interesting what the Rays want to do and who they want to see potentially in the American League divisional series after that AL wildcard game but my focus tonight is in Toronto the Blue Jays and the Yankees in this game because again I think one of these two teams will be in the American League based in the American League playoffs I should say based on what happens tonight by the way an interesting scenario the Rays the top spot in the American League playoff picture but still the second shortest odds to win the pennant they are plus 290 the Astros are plus 200 as the favorites Coming up next, we're going to welcome in our MLB insider, Craig Mish, to talk all things Major League Baseball and NFL. Stay right here on the grid. You're listening on Sirius XM Channel 204. With Ben Stevens, I'm Ariel Epstein. A lot to get to for the next few hours here on the grid as we continue to give you the edge for Major League Baseball and Thursday Night Football coming up tonight. We'll be right back after this commercial break with Craig. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. on the morning after on sports grid it is sirius xm channel 204 with ben stevens i'm ariel epstein joining us now our mlb insider and host of fst which comes on right after our show at noon eastern it is craig mish craig you're making me nervous you told me in the commercial break that you don't want to talk about sports today the only thing that you seem to care and talk about is telling me about my trip to sarasota and tampa bay and where i should be going bar hopping so i don't know take the floor whatever you want to talk about well, I, I mean, first of all, thanks for having me once again here on the show. And, you know, I still, by the way, will be here tomorrow and, and hosting on Sports Grid. <laughs> Unlike you, um, you know, you're, you're leaving us here So, from what I understand. But, uh, you know, obviously, you know, I've, I've, you know, I'll have a lot of nice things to say here at the end of the segment. But quite frankly, you know, I'm kind of disappointed here a little bit. You know, all of these years, you know, you're building up. Uh, you know, all of these overs on sports grid, never betting any unders. I mean, I don't know wherever you're going. I hope they know that you I will not bet I started betting K-Prop unders at Coors Field. What are you talking about? Uh, no, 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 no. I, I mean, I, as part of wherever you're going, I don't know if, if that was on the resume or if they, like, kind of looked in the past. But, like, you can bet unders, too, Ariel. Like, you can do that. Um, you know, on the resume also, you know, betting at gas stations, I'm sure that was real important to wherever you're headed as well. So, um, I mean, listen, you know, congratulations, obviously, to everything that you've accomplished. But look, I mean, those of us, you know, I'm, I'm going to be here tomorrow. Ben is going to be here tomorrow. Um, you know, I don't know who's going to be hosting with Ben tomorrow. But, you know, at this point, you know, I mean, I am happy. Uh, but, you know, a little disappointed, you know, to, to be honest with you, because I've, you know, come on with this for so long, all of these years. And then I got to find out, you know, on social media, like everybody else, Ariel's leaving. She's gone out the door. Bye, 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 bye. No more. Like, I mean, great. Great. Oh, my God. Have fun. It's a roast. I've always wanted to be you roasted. 
always wanted to be roasted. Great. People are just scared right. to roast me. Great job, Craig. Not done Do I, need to, I feel like Go I don't ahead. even Fire need to one. be here right now. You, you guys can just handle this if you want. I don't know if we're going to talk sports. I don't Maybe really feel like I need to be here right now. Question. Maybe if you ask the sports okay. question. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. Let's, give okay. Let's see what happens when we go sports. All right, Craig, we're going to start with the NFL, despite your deep knowledge of Major League Baseball, because Thursday night football tonight, not exactly the most appealing game between the Jaguars and the Bengals, since he favored by seven and a half. But Craig, on Fantasy Sports Today, you have been diving into daily fantasy, year-long fantasy, and we can translate that, of course, to the props market. So is there a player on either side, Cincinnati or Jacksonville, you are keying on for tonight's matchup? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great question. You know, it, it's you know, it's kind of like I, I think that like for fantasy owners at this point, uh, it's kind of like you know, Ariel leaving. Like we don't have T Higgins in our lineup. We don't have Ariel working here anymore. <laughs> kind of like the same thing. She's out. He's out tonight. So um, you know, there's disappointment. But look, the, the other part is that there's an ability <laughs> to make money. Um, I think on the over tonight with Tyler Boyd, Boyd has looked really good in the few games that he's played of uh, this season. I thought that he was pretty good down the stretch. He knocked a lot of people out in fantasy. Uh, you know, when, when he played down the stretch a couple of years ago, it was a real big disappointment for me. I was playing against Boyd. I think it was actually last year. He was targeted 21 times in one of the final games of the season. So, uh, Ben, you know, I, you know, obviously you'll still be here. So I feel like, you know, you and I can talk about this, but yeah, I mean, Boyd on the over tonight in terms of his receptions, uh, you know, but keep in mind last week, I was the one that said Robbie Anderson, um, you know, was the one that was going to go over that did not come in. But ironically, I am still a host here on sports grid, even getting that wrong, Ariel gone. And, uh, and, and I was and I on Robbie Anderson last week. So you are officially go figure. The, the bigger go man. Go figure. You're yeah, gone. Yeah. That's it. You get one thing wrong. You got to go. Now it all makes sense. Now I understand yeah. why this is all happening. You see, same got thing it. happened to Sam Darnold. Him and Robbie Anderson, they were in New York with the Jets, and the Jets got rid of them, and now we're all just dropping like flies because we bet on a Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I'm out on that, that guy. Probably. Craig, okay, we do have this game tonight, and the defense for the Cincinnati Bengals is pretty underrated. They've allowed the eighth least total yards per game, the sixth or seventh least points per game. How much are you buying into the Bengals' defense? Did you get a job in Cincinnati? Is that why? Is that what this is all about? Do you really think the Bengals defense is good? You come on, be honest. You're going to work somewhere in Cincinnati. Tell us. Come, no, come why would me. I ever go no cover one is a team that's watching. not the Ravens in the AFC North? Why would I ever do that? Oh, That'd that's right. You're you're me. a Ravens fan. Do they accept Ravens fans wherever you're going? Do they accept that? You wearing the jersey and everything like that? Are they mm. aware that that's gonna happen? Did you tell them that before you got the job? The Ravens love it. The Ravens love it. The Ravens love it. Not everybody's a Ravens fan, especially where you're going. They're they're starting to be. They're starting to be these uh, bandwagon people because of Lamar Jackson. They weren't there for Kyle Kyle Bowler. Mm -mm. Oh, stop. No one cares. Listen, um, in, in the end, Cincinnati's defense has certainly played a lot better than people thought, but you also have to look at the outcome as to the teams they played. You should have known that, Ariel. I mean, gosh, where you're going. I mean, the Bears are not really good. Obviously, they shut them down. The Steelers aren't very good anymore. They shut them down. I would not be surprised to see a lot of points scored tonight. Again, Jacksonville is sort of playing with house money at this point. They've looked so brutal through three games, and the coaching has been awful. They're letting, I mean, Trevor Lawrence on flea flickers roll out and throw passes. I feel so bad for Trevor Lawrence, man. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, 
uh, you know, watching him tonight. You know, the interesting thing, we're going to talk about this coming up uh, on, a, on a show on the network area, like the show that I do. <laughs> the show you host and you'll do. host tomorrow. Yeah, yeah later today uh-huh. and tomorrow. Uh, you know, Urban Meyer had some interesting quotes uh, earlier this week. Remember, uh, Joe Burrow, uh, Ben, I think I got this right, was at uh, Ohio State. He left, right? And then uh, Haskins yeah. took over. And so, like, Correct. there is, like, this crazy narrative that Urban Meyer is going to be able to, like, game plan against Burrow because he knows him uh, so well going into the game. Urban tonight, Meyer can't so. game plan against anyone. He can even game plan for himself. I mean, these kind of comments. He's not going to be like, there re- long. He's these are, you too. would never have said this if you if this wasn't your last day. You would have never said something like that. You know Urban Meyer was a Florida Gator and took the Gators to the championship? You should know that. Okay, oh. and. That he did. And, that he and did. What? Don't get. Don't, I mean, don't, listen. Don't go off on Urban Meyer here on, on, no on my show. The Ravens. It's my show now. Who cares about Florida? I'm hosting the show the tomorrow. The Ravens are more relevant. Craig, I, am, I, I will like say though. You're on the show. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No. No. Go ahead, Craig. No. You're, I, you're I, ben, I would what? like to announce <laughs> that I'm, I'm officially the new host of, of the morning after. You are. Oh, so I'm out too. <laughs> no, That's you're it? you're in. No, you're oh, in. We're staying. It's okay, two, it's the two That's of our us. partnership. It's the two of us. You know, like right. you know how they have the three of us on this screen. Like I would just, yeah. Like I mean, Fazana, could you just Keep move like her out, like just off the screen? Like there's just no reason. Like we're just wasting time just here, honestly. Push. Like, yeah, not a slow. Craig, no, you do... fast. Boom, out. Craig, if you are going to take over on the morning after, though, you do have to know we are a anti-Urban Meyer show. Both Ariel and I were on the Jags under. I was on the alternate team total under a four and a half with plus 240 of value. Now the live total for the Jacksonville Jaguars on the FanDuel Sportsbook is three and a half. So those are things you need to know. We're not going to knock his accomplishments at Florida or with Ohio State, but that guy does not translate well to the NFL. In fact, you mentioned Trevor Lawrence seven interceptions through three games his interception prop tonight is minus 215 (laughs) on the FanDuel Sportsbook so what is happening with Urban Meyer and his coaching of quarterbacks do you think I don't care do you do you know what it's like to get messages all season long from Ariel on the Marlins are they gonna win are they gonna lose in this pitcher is he good is he bad all season long. Look, I, I mean, I, Errol, I think he's pretty good. Uh, no, no, no. But is he really, really good? <laughs> I, I, look, I, I, I think so. But what would you do it again? Look, I, I mean, Errol, I mean, like, eventually. I, I can't I bet stop. on the Marlins. Like, I, I, I can't bet on the Marlins. I mean, Marlins. all, all see, I mean, Pablo Lopez, Trevor Rogers. I mean, look, I mean, Errol, look, the, the data is there for you. I, look, I, I can only, you know, tell you so much about the stuff I have no idea about. I mean, Ben, all So can I not call you one. the insider anymore? I can't call you an insider Never. anymore? What are you? The you, host you, of you, you, you can call Marlin. me wherever you want, but where, where you're going, it's like, oh, man, like, you know, it's like the Craig Mish, the little guy in South Florida, Ben Stevens, you know, oh, we don't deal with him anymore. I, once upon a time, I worked with Ben Stevens. It was a lot of fun. I worked with Craig Mish, too. That was a blast. Now, they're out, totally gone. They're gone. I'm still going to ask you questions. I'm, I'm still going to message you next year. He's the doing the shimmy. He did the shimmy. He did the He's shimmy. doing the shimmy. Let's go, Craig. Goodbye. Goodbye. We'll leave you behind. Adios. It was fun. It was fun. Now, here's the thing. Oh. I will still be messaging you about the Marlins next year because, unfortunately, Derek Jeter and company still can't figure out how to make the playoffs with that team. However, there Ooh. are teams that Art, are still in the Major League Baseball that. playoffs. 
What do you mean? They're out of the playoffs. They lost. They're going golfing next week. They're gone. They're gone. Their season's over. You, you want Their me to help you with over. the Marlins? You're just going to trash them on your last show? That's nice. Thanks. Well, I don't need Thanks. your help anymore. They're all watching this too. Derek Jeter's texting me. Look, she, we got her. He loves me. She's gone. She's gone. Jeter loves She'll me. Never be three times. Again. We've met three I'll times. Personally She'll never meet me again it. now. She never hosts here again. She's gone. No. <laughs> no. Nope, exactly. But here's the thing. There are teams that are still fighting in the Major League Baseball playoff race, the wild card race in the American League, the National League West. How should betters approach those games against teams that probably are out of it and those teams have something to play for? Well, the Rays, you know, down the stretch here uh, appear to maybe not be needing the games. So, right. um, you know, the, the interesting thing is, though, the, I'll tell you something. My fascinating part is fading teams on the day after they clinch either the wild card or the division, because I mean, it's, it's a pretty easy narrative. I mean, they, I mean, unfortunately for the pitcher on Milwaukee, it's a little difficult, but for most they party into the night, like Ariel will this weekend, just celebrating everything that's going on, which, which we still have no idea what's going on on zero zip. But regardless of that, what happens is the next day they, they sit a lot of their players. What's interesting is Tampa Bay after they clinched the division they played everybody against the Marlins the next day. So you kind of have to go back and look at track record of the managers and how they handle the day after clinching the postseason. In general, though, they will sit players. So I love fading that. So, for example, if Atlanta beats Philadelphia tonight, I think that everybody on Atlanta will sit. And so your overnight market is probably where you want to be fading those teams. Because once the lineups come out, it's like, whoop, then, all the, then the lines change on FanDuel. And the Mets would play the Braves in that next game after the Atlanta Bra- after the Braves right. possibly clinch tonight. Maybe you'd get the Mets at a plus money underdog price. All right, only about forty five seconds left here, Craig. The floor oh, is yours to say shame. whatever you would like to Ariel Epstein. What a shame. All right, well, you know, first of all, Ariel, congratulations on on whatever is next. In all honesty, it has been uh, wonderful seeing you grow here and seeing uh, just how into it I poke a lot of fun because a lot of your questions, but legitimately. I mean, you're only you're one of the only ones that's ever really asked me questions, which tells me you're doing it all over to try and get the best insight and information. So uh, it's been awesome working with you here at SportsGrid and watching uh, your rise here. And I'm sure I speak for everybody here that says that we definitely will miss you. So certainly all the best to you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much, Craig. I appreciate the kind words. I don't do well with these things because even though I like to have fun on the show, I don't like making it about me. But um, it's been awesome having you on the show every week as a guest. I'm sure Ben's going to continue that because you're still going to be here. And that's really great for Sports Grid and for everyone who's part of the Sports Grid team. But your insight is great. And Trevor Rogers had an amazing year for strikeout props, especially at the beginning of the year. Corbin Burns, you predicted with like some great CLV. Uh, it's not really closing line value, but I'm going to just close out this segment. Now, Craig Bish, thank you so much for coming on with us and catch him on FST at noon Eastern time. Again, appreciate the nice words. We close out hour number one up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Welcome back to the morning after on Sports Grid. It is Sirius XM Channel 204 with Ben Stevens. I'm Ariel Epstein. It is time for our poll. Let's get to Fade the Public. Tonight's poll, simple question. How are you betting Thursday night football? Are you going to take the points with the Jaguars, lay the points with the Bengals, take the over 46 and a half or the under 46 and a half? The public, just over 42% of you are going to lay the seven and a half with the Cincinnati Bengals. Ben, are you fading the public? I am fading the public. I'm probably looking to an under. The 46 and a half is the highest total we have had for all three Thursday night football games so far that have been played on a short week. That would be how I approach it from a side and total perspective. Maybe a Jaguars team total under, but I'm going to look to the prop market. Unlike last week, Ariel on TNF, I don't love the prop market this week. There's a lot I like. But there's nothing that I truly love when it comes to tonight's props. Last week, I loved the props on the Panthers' side against the Texans. This one, not so much. But I guess if I had to choose between the four options there, it would be the under of the 46.5 first and foremost. You know I would not take the points with the Jags. That would just be crazy. When you said you were fading the public, I got nervous. I thought, oh, no. No way he takes the points with the Jags. No way will I either. We are on this under of a win total. I've got the under 6.5. You like the under 4.5 for the alternate win total. If we are able to just watch Jacksonville Jaguars games all year rooting for them to lose, I'm totally happy with it. That's pretty much my approach. I kind of lean for the team total under 19 for the Jags. Yeah, we'll get to more of that as we get closer to happy hour. In happy hour, we'll We'll give out the props. We'll give out our sides, totals, et cetera, that we're looking at for this game between the Jacksonville Jaguars and Cincinnati Bengals tonight. Thursday night football. It never disappoints. Always a great matchup between two really great teams, right? Yeah, that, that, that was sarcasm. The Bengals probably might not even finish in last place this year. Alex Pisano's birthday's over. The Steelers currently in last at the AFC North. Second hour coming up next. Ooh. 